With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Far beyond the boundaries of the Milky Way, in the uncharted void of deep space, an incredible fifth dimension of space and time lies parallel to the universe that we know. This interesting interstellar warp, which holds the most sinister and ruthless criminals in the galaxy, is the infamous... And welcome to episode 821 of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Right next to me is a person who tries to keep me out of trouble. Hi there, I am your host, Patrick Riley. They play nothing but rotten junk on that program. And that's so true, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. That's what we do, that rotten junk. You can find more of it. Matter of fact, archived rotten junk available right on our website at RileyAndGimme.com. 820 other rotten junk episodes right before this one are available for your listening pleasure or torture of someone. Also, our social media links are right there. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will do the same right back with you. And by the way, that's a very good way to follow us on Facebook to uh, find out where we will be next and opportunities we have for you to win with Riley and Kimmy Show. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And Kimmy, I have a question to ask you. All right. Do you like comic books? As you know, I'm quite keen on comic books, especially the ones about superheroes. And I am as well, including others besides superheroes, you know, the horror ones and others as well. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And if you love comic books, the best thing to do is get ready for a big comic book celebration. It's called Free Comic Book Day. Right, Kimmy? That's right. Happening May 7th nationwide. And in Orlando, Florida, the place to go to is Mike's Comics and Collectibles. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. Located on Orange Blossom Trail, you, uh, you, 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 you will find all kinds of nerd geek fun happening at Mike's Comics and Collectibles. Vintage comic books, by the way, will be in the house one day only. One day only, Silver Age and Bronze Age and... Well, there might even be Golden Age as well, with Pop Culture Playground, who will be hanging out with Mike's Comics and Collectibles, proprietor Tom Raup. The big nerd collector himself will be there with his collection and offering deals for you. Right, Kimmy? That's right. And an opportunity to meet big name in the comic book world. That is artist Jason Fabok. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Known for the Justice League, Batman, and others, he will be... In the house, he will be signing. So bring your comic books, your Justice comic books, or your Justice League comic books, or maybe your Batman, or whatever he has done. Stop by Mike's Comics and Collectibles. That's May 7th, a Saturday, Orange Blossom Trail Road. And the Riley and Kimmy Show, by the way, will be in the house as well. Thank you to everyone involved with Mike's Comics and Collectibles for inviting the Riley and Kimmy show, right, Kimmy? Yes, thank you. Yeah, and by the way, it is a Sunday, the day this is uploaded. It is an Easter Sunday, and one of the things I thought we would do, Kimmy, is I thought we would have a, well, Sunday Funnies episode of the Riley and Kimmy show. I know that kind of goes back in time to what you did as a kid, right? Uh-huh, it sure does. Uh, where you had your father reading the Sunday Funnies to you, right? That's right. So I thought we would do a little, you know, time travel kind of thing, a little tribute kind of thing to that, a memory for Kimmy, a positive, and also we would keep the golden age of radio alive. That's the Riley and Kimmy Show. We love the Golden Age Radio, sometimes referred to as OTR, Old Time Radio. And the theater of the mind plays out with Golden Age Radio. What we're doing here is going to the funny spectrum, the the laughable spectrum of the Golden Age of Radio. And we're making it Easter-oriented. Now, this is safe for the entire family. We have two episodes from two different shows that are Easter-oriented. The first one is William Bendix with a show called... The Life of Riley. Now, William Bendix played Chester A. Riley. He One of the cool things is he played it 
the character on radio and he also played it on television. But somebody else played it before him on the TV while he had played it on radio. And that was, do you know, Mm-mm. Jackie Gleason. Mm. But the version that was a success is the one that's done by William Bendix. Now, what's kind of interesting with Jackie Gleason and the Honeymooners inspired a certain cartoon, which was... Uh, the Flintstones. And in a way, I think William Bendix's character, Chester A. Riley, also does too. And he, he had a friend by the name of Gillis, kind of like a Barney Rubble kind of thing going on. So I kind of think they took those two shows and fused them to become a little bit of the Flintstones. Because William Bendix's character, Chester A. Riley, is always getting himself in trouble. Uh, he's always looking for like a get-rich kind of scheme thing going on. And everything always backfires on Riley. Okay, so it's really kind of a cool thing. Now, this episode, being an Easter episode, is called The Giant Easter Bunny. It aired March 27th, 1948. We follow that with Jack Benny, the Jack Benny show. It's called The Easter Parade. That episode is from April 17th, 1949. This is our Easter gift, our spring gift to everyone who loves the Riley and Kimmy show. Happy Easter to you from us. Let's go back in time. The Golden Age of Radio kicking things off with a giant Easter bunny. Here's the life of Riley from March 27th, 1948. Rel brings you the life of Riley. Rel, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents... The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Over the garden of Chester A. Riley's California bungalow, darkness has fallen. Darkness and silence. In the blackness of the backyard, our hero Riley stands. A solitary figure, alert and watchful. Waiting. Waiting. What's that? Footsteps on the gravel path. And now the fearless Riley grows tense. The footsteps come closer, closer. Suddenly, Riley leaps forward. Ah, ah. Now I got you. No, you struggling. You may be bigger than me, but I ain't afraid of you. Riley, let go of me. Crumpling. It's you. Where? Oh, it's a good thing you yelled out when we started the fight. Otherwise, I might have got hurt. Oh. <laughs> Riley, what's the big idea of scaring the wits out of people? What are you doing out in the garden this time of night? Shh, Peg, not so loud. I'm watching. Watching what? My carrots. Oh. <laughs> For heaven's sake, Riley, why should anybody want to steal your carrots? Well, I think somebody found out that I got a secret fertilizer for making vegetables grow very big. And they want to steal it. Secret fertilizer? Yes. You mean that awful mixture you've been spreading around in the garden with that horrible odor? Uh, just a minute, Peg. Uh, to you, it's an awful mixture with a horrible odor. To me, it's my brainchild. That, that there's nothing in my fertilizer but vitamins, rotten eggs, and stale fish. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> honest. Well, go ahead, laugh. They laughed at all the great scientists who were trying to benefit mankind. They laughed at Louis Pasteur when he gave microbes to humanity. Well, come on in the house, Louis. Well. All right, make fun. Great men are never appreciated by their wives. Someday I'll be famous. Whenever people see fertilizer, they'll think of me. Well, you may be right. Now, come on in. No, I'm watching for this carrot crook. And when I catch him, I... Look, the prowler. There he is. Where? Over there in the garden, there in the shadows. Oh, Riley. <laughs> well, it's only a rabbit. A rabbit? Oh, <laughs> well, I'll fix him. Where's a stick? I'll scare the daylights out of him. Oh, Riley, it's late. Come on in. Well, okay, okay. But you don't know rabbits. By tomorrow, there'll be more rabbits than I can shake a stick at. <laughs> Say, uh... Did Babs get me some more stale fish from the market? Well, I don't know. She's out the movies with Simon Vanderhopper. Simon Vanderhopper? That sofa loafer? <laughs> I told you I don't want that Simon taking my daughter to the movies. Now, what's wrong with the movies? I've been in them movies. 
I've seen what goes on with the younger generation in them balconies. What if Simon does hold Babs' hands? Holding hands is one thing. Doing it with a half Nelson is another. Well, good night, Simon. Good night, Babs. Thanks for taking me to the movies. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thanks for lending me the money. Fascinating picture. Yes. Especially that scene where the orchestra plays Ravel's bolero. Sitting next to you in the dark, listening to the passionate beat of the drums, brought out the primitive beast in me. Before I knew what I was doing, I ate three bags of lady fingers. Simon, you better go before my father hears us and comes out. Well, I'll go. But first, kiss me. I will not. Kiss me, woman. Let's live dangerously. Simon, what's gotten into you? That's the way I am. You don't know the real me. On the surface, I'm like a quiet lake. But I got a terrific undertow. I love you, Babs. I love you madly. Simon, for heaven's sake, will you go? If my father catches you... Gee, I don't understand why your father can't learn to like me. My father learned to like me. Maybe if I went in and had a man-to-man talk with him... Maybe. But wait till after tomorrow. Daddy was in a bad mood tonight. He's in charge of an Easter party down at his lodge, and he's having a terrible time trying to think up clever stunts for the children. Hey, he might change his attitude if I helped him. Helped him? How? Have you got an idea? Well, at the party, I could dress up like an Easter rabbit. A rabbit? Wonderful. The children would love a big rabbit. Isn't it lucky I have buck teeth? <laughs> well, come on. Let's go tell my father. No, he might not want to listen. Let's surprise him. I'll rent a big rabbit suit, and tomorrow night I'll put it on and sneak in through your garden. <laughs> Somebody's going to get a big surprise. <laughs> Me, Waldo Benny. Oh, hello, Waldo. How are you? Oh, my sagging sacroiliac. <laughs> Seems my dear wife got an anonymous Easter card and she recognized my handwriting. Okay. Well, what did you say on the card, Waldo? It was a poem. Uh-huh. The little buds grow into flowers when Easter comes our way. And you, my darling, you grow too. You grow five pounds a day. <laughs> oh, Waldo, now that was mean. No wonder your wife got sore. Oh, she was furious. Yes. And she took a revenge, too. Oh, she's cruel. Well, what did she do? She reported me to my scoutmaster. <laughs> oh, that's tough, Waldo. Why did you ever marry your wife, anyway? Well, you know how it is with us Boy Scouts. We're supposed to help old ladies across the street. One day I did. When we got to the other side, she wouldn't let me go. Now, good night, Mr. Riley. It's getting late. Yeah, I know, but I'm staying out here. I got to watch my carrots. Last night, there was a little rabbit nibbling at them. If I ever lay my hands on that rabbit, my wife's coat will have a new mink collar. Riley, are you still experimenting with your fertilizer? Oh, yeah. I call it Riley Grow. It's going to make my vegetables so big, I'll have to pull them out of the ground with a bulldozer. I'll make a fortune. Oh, that'll be fine. Yes. Yeah, uh, Mr. Riley. What's the matter, Waldo? Look, there's something moving out there in the garden. Oh, it must be that rabbit. See? In the dark there, over by the fence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's all white and... Holy smoke! Heavens to Betsy. Jumpin' Catfish! Oh, my stars. Waldo, do you see what I see? Yes, I see it. A rabbit, five feet tall. <laughs> oh, my. My, he's coming towards us. Save me, Mr. No, Riley. don't be scared, Waldo. Don't be scared. I'll protect you. Stand in front of me. <laughs> coming closer. Well, get away. Oh, shoo. Shoo. Get away. It's shoo. all right. It's all get right. Away, you. It's all right, Mr. Yeah. Riley. You can stop now. It's Turn. gone. Stop. Oh. Oh, he's gone. Oh. Waldo, I... 
I still can't believe it. Maybe we just imagined that rabbit. Oh, no, we didn't. Look, there's his huge footprint. No, that rabbit was real enough. But how can it be a rabbit over five feet tall? I, that's impossible. How could he grow so big with... with... Waldo. Huh? I got it. It's my fertilizer. <laughs> What's that got to do with it? I used it on those carrots to make them grow big. And last night when I saw that rabbit, he was small. He was eating my carrots. And now, that's it, Waldo. That's it. But it didn't make the carrots big. I don't understand it. Do you understand radar or atoms or plutonium, uranium, and palladium? <laughs> no, but they work. Mr. Riley, you're right. Yeah. You've made a tremendous earth-shaking discovery. You're a great man. Yeah. I can see the newspaper headline now. Ignoramus becomes genius. <laughs> Are you feeling better now, Simon? Oh, I think so, Babs. I think I can walk now. Come on, let's get out of this neighborhood before your father catches me. But I don't understand. Didn't Daddy like your idea? I couldn't tell. He was too busy throwing rocks. Him and that little boy he had with him. <laughs> you know, the minute he saw me, he must hate me. No, Simon. We're going back in there and explain to Daddy. Oh, no, no. He'll kill me. Simon Vanderhopper, I despise a coward. Now, come on. Mm -hmm. well, all right. But not in this rabbit suit. I'll leave it here in my car. If I have to die for you, Babs, I'll die like a man, not like a rabbit. <laughs> Mr. Riley, I just can't get over it. You, a famous scientist. Famous? I'll be notorious. Just famous. Someday your brain will be in Cornell University. Yeah, in a bottle. I can hardly wait to see it. You know, it's amazing. Just think, Waldo, what this discovery means. One bite out of one of my carrots... Oh, and oh, the... Mr. Wright. Well, what's the matter, Waldo? You've been eating those carrots, too? Oh, yes, they're delicious, too. They're... But good heavens, don't you see? If the stuff works on rabbits, then... Waldo, you mean I'm going to grow? No, 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 it ain't possible. In science, anything is possible. Yeah, that's true. Oh, Waldo, what am I going to do if I grow? Now, 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 I pull yourself together, Mr. Riley. Lots of people admire tall men. But that rabbit grew five times its size. I'll be 30 feet high. <laughs> now, now, don't be an alarmist. You probably won't be more than 15 feet high. But I don't want to be 15 feet high. Well, I live. My bedroom's too small. I'll have to sleep with my feet sticking out the window. The milkman's horse will lick them every... Now, 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 now. Keep calm, Mr. Riley. Daddy, are you in the bed? Don't tell her about this. Not yet. Oh, my poor family. They always wanted me to be a big man. Now look. Daddy, Simon's here. And... Simon. I've got enough trouble without that pest. Now, wait, Mr. Riley. I can explain. Simon! But, Mr. Riley, give me a chance. Simon! Get out of this house. All right. But someday you'll learn to like me. You'll see. In time, I'll grow on you. <laughs> I don't want you growing on me. <laughs> right now, I'm growing on myself. the second act of The Life of Riley in a moment. Oh, Ken, more and more people are changing to Prell, Procter & Gamble's radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Of course, everyone's buying Prell for two reasons. First, Prell brings out the natural radiance of your hair, leaves it far more radiant than old-fashioned soap shampoos. And after a Prell shampoo, your hair curls better, too. It's easier to set, easy to manage. Second, Prell removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes. Doctors' examinations proved it. And Prell goes farther than any other known shampoo, cream or liquid, because it's concentrated for economy. You use less, get more lather. So ask for the shampoo in the handy tube. Ask for... P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo. Leaves hair 
radiant, streaming bright. Now the bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in a tube, handy too. C-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo. By Prell Shampoo. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Well... Actually, the five-foot rabbit that Riley saw in his vegetable garden was really his daughter's boyfriend, Simon, who dressed up in a rented rabbit costume. But poor Riley is certain that his own secret fertilizer, which he had put on his carrots, is responsible for raising this gigantic rabbit. Having eaten some of the same carrots himself, Riley now fears that he is about to grow into a giant. But his family has no inkling of what's going on. Mother, isn't it time Daddy got up? He has to get down to his lodge and get ready for the Easter party. Oh, let him sleep a little longer, Bab. I I don't think your father's well. well. What's the matter? Well, I don't know. It, it started last night at dinner. He wouldn't eat a bite. And he usually loves rabbit stew. <laughs> and four times during the night, he got out of bed and measured himself in the mirror. <laughs> but why? Well, he wouldn't tell me. I hope you'll be all right for the Easter party. Oh, I don't think it's anything serious. Now, you go wake up Junior, dear, and tell him to get dressed. Oh, did the tailor bring Junior's trousers? Yes. Uh, let's see, where'd I put them? Oh, yes, I left them on the chair in Daddy's bedroom. Shall I go in and get them? Oh, no. No, let your father have another few minutes sleep. He needs it. Oh, I wish I knew what was worrying him. feet, seven feet, ten feet, twelve feet. I can't stop growing. Now my head is hitting the ceiling. What'll I do? I'll knock my brains out. Riley, wake I, up. Uh, wake up, dear. Huh? It's time to get up here. Oh. Oh, it's you, Peg. Oh, thank heaven it was only a dream. Hurry up and get dressed. I'll get your breakfast ready. Okay. Okay, I'll be dressed in a minute. Where's my pants? Oh, oh, here they are on a chair. Oh, gosh, I wish I could go back to bed. No, I better get my pants on. That's funny. It's so tight. What's happening? No, it can't be. The pants won't pull up. They're too small. And I ain't even up to my wide part. happening. I know it. I'm getting too big for my britches. <laughs> I'm growing, just like the rabbit. I'm getting bigger by the second. I feel it. My throat, it's swelling up. I need air. The window. Oh, this is terrible. My body keeps growing. What can I do with such a big body? Oh, there, Riley. <laughs> I brought you some lily. Happy Easter. <laughs> Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> oh, hello, Digger. Tell me, Riley, why are you leaning out the window in that odd fashion? I'm breathing. Breathing? Fine uh. habit. <laughs> Don't stop on my account. <laughs> Listen, Digger. I'm in trouble. Come in the house. Can you come in through this window? It's rather high, but I'll try. Ah, good, you made it. It's a trick of the trade. You've heard of the fireman's leap? Yeah. This is the undertaker's fault. <laughs> good heavens, Riley, look at your trousers. Yeah, I know. Listen, Digger, what would you say if I told you I suddenly begun to grow again? And soon I'll be 15 feet tall. 15 feet? Yeah. That would upset certain plans I've made for you. <laughs> I bought you a bathrobe for your birthday. It's only size 42. Oh, it's awful, Digger. I'm like Frankenstein. I've created a monster. And I'm the monster. <laughs> That's absurd, Riley. You look the same to me. However, to make sure, I'll measure you. Lie down. <laughs> no. Measure me standing up. Well, there's a first time for everything. <laughs> now, let's see. Mm-hmm, just as I thought. You're still five foot eleven. Are you sure, Digger? 
But these pants, look at them. They hardly... Wait a minute. What's this in my pocket? Marbles. <laughs> when did I play marbles last? <laughs> oh. Take care. These are Junior's pants. <laughs> and I oh, thought oh, I oh. was throwing. <laughs> I guess my formula only makes rabbits grow. Yeah, that's it. Rabbits, Riley? What rabbit? Well, there was a big rabbit in my garden. I have been gardening, you see. Gardening? Oh, I approve of that hobby. Recently, I was elected president of the UEPBTTSF. UEPBTTSM? The Undertakers, Embalmers, and Paul Bearers Back to the Soil Movement. <laughs> A lot of people are going back to the soil. And I'm here to help them. <laughs> oh, gee, I sure feel better. Well, I'm going to enjoy my Easter holiday after all. Ah, Easter is my favorite holiday. This morning I gathered my kitties about me, and we colored a dozen eggs in a variety of gay, striking colors. Black, light black, ebony black, midnight black, and pitch black. Uh, did they come out okay? When it comes to dying, I know my business. <laughs> but, Digger, a dozen eggs, all black? All except one. My youngest son, Mossbank, insisted on a white egg. He's the black sheep of the family. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. So long, Digger. Watch your head going through the window. Oh, what a sweet guy. Always ready to give people a lift. Riley, aren't you dressed? Oh, Riley, your pants. My pants. Oh, oh, my pants. Yeah, yeah, don't get frightened, Peg. I tore Junior's pants when I got into them because I was 15 feet tall. You were 15 feet tall? Yeah. Dear... Why don't you get back in the bed? I'll call a doctor. I don't need a doctor. I, I mean, I thought I was 15 feet tall. Riley, dear, please get back in the bed. Bed? What's your... Oh. Oh, you think I'm crazy. <laughs> well, I, I got a good logical reason for thinking I was 15 feet tall. Oh, you, you have? Well, sure. Because the rabbit I saw in the garden was over five feet tall. I see. The rabbit was... Five feet tall. Please, Peg, stop feeling my forehead. I ain't crazy. But, but you're talking so foolish. I'm not... Oh, oh, no wonder you think I'm nuts. You don't know why the rabbit is five feet tall. Why, dear? Tell me. On account of he's been eating my carrots that I grew with my secret formula. Makes rabbits grow ten times their size, you see? And what... Oh. Oh, Peg, this is terrible. I didn't realize... Now, Riley, please control yourself. Look what I've let loose in the world. Do you know what'll happen when five-foot rabbits begin chasing each other all over Hollywood and Vine? <laughs> It'll be the end of civilization. Oh, now, Riley, listen. You didn't see a five-foot rabbit. And even if you did, it's only one rabbit. Yeah, now it's only one rabbit. <laughs> but spring is in the air. <laughs> Suppose that rabbit decides to get married. But, Riley, please. Pretty soon there'll be so many big rabbits, us humans will be driven to the woods. There'll be rabbits in the streets, rabbits in our homes. Rabbits will be going into restaurants and ordering Welsh Riley. Riley, stop this crazy talk. Let me go, Peg. I gotta trap that rabbit and keep him a bachelor. <laughs> but you couldn't have seen a five-foot rabbit. I tell you, I did see Now, it. you listen to me. What happened to you is, is what they call an optical illusion. You may have seen a rabbit in the garden, but it was only a little rabbit, and you thought... Well, Babs, I got the rabbit suit on again. How do I look? Simon, maybe we'd better forget about this whole thing. Oh, no, it's a great idea. I'll be tops with your father after this. Where is dear old Daddy? Oh, he's still dressing in his room. He'll be out any minute. Boy, wait till he comes in. When he sees a big rabbit sitting here in his Morris chair, it'll knock his eyes out.
So you see, Riley, it was all your imagination now, wasn't it? Come on, now admit it. Yeah. Yeah, Peg, you're right. You convinced me. I imagined the whole thing. <laughs> Boy, that Waldo Benny stupid, didn't he? <laughs> well, I'm glad that's cleared up. Now, look, dear, you relax while I get this room straight. The Sunday paper's in the living room in your Morris chair. Okay, Dublin, I'll get it. <laughs> Imagine thinking I saw a five-foot rabbit. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Only lunatics see five-foot rabbits. <laughs> Why, I ought to be... Yep! Oh! Hey, he's in there. Who? The rabbit. He's sitting in my Morris chair. The rabbit? Now, Riley, don't start... Shh, I'm going to look again. Whoop! Now he's reading the Sunday paper. <laughs> this has gone far enough. Now, I'm going to prove to you once and for all no, that there's... No, no, Peg, don't go in there. He may be vicious. Daddy, hurry up. Uh, my bed. She, she's in there helpless. i got to save her. Now I got you, you monster. Daddy, stop. Move into my house, will you? I'll show you. Shut up, you beast. You can't talk yourself out of your bed. They talk. The rabbit talk. <laughs> but, Mr. Riley, it's me, Simon. Oh, Riley. Oh, Daddy, you thought the rabbit was real. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It, it, ain't, it ain't a real rabbit. It's a weasel. <laughs> sure, it's me, Mr. Riley. What a revolting development he is. <laughs> Simon... Get out of that costume, you faker. But, Mr. Riley... Take it off, was... or I'll rip it off. There. It's off. Simon! Get out of this house! <laughs> yes, sir. I'm going. I know the way by heart. And don't come back. No daughter of mine is going to go out with an imitation rabbit. <laughs> the Rileys will be back in just a moment. A favorite with all the family. That's Prell, Procter & Gamble's radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. From Appleton, Wisconsin, Mrs. Rellis Brown, right? My small son's a changed boy since I discovered Prell. Now he has no fear of broken glass or spilling, and he can't get enough of shampooing. My thanks for Prell. Yes, families everywhere love Prell. It's safe, convenient, easy to use. And Prell removes unsightly dandruff quickly. Leaves hair shining with radiance. Bye. Try. P-R-E-L-L Pro Shampoo. Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in a tube. Handy, too. P-R-E-L-L Pro Shampoo. Well, time to hand out these Easter eggs for the kids. Well, if you hadn't shown Simon out, Daddy, you wouldn't have had to dress up in that rabbit suit. I don't need Simon. I got enough brains to be a rabbit. Well, better get started. Come on, kiddies. Your Uncle Bunny's got some lovely Easter eggs for you. Now, who's first? Uh, oh, here you are, little girl. Take your egg and... Uh, why, uh, well, what's the matter, little girl? You afraid of Uncle Bunny? What are you staring at? Oh, Mommy. Look at the big funny ears on that rabbit. <laughs> oh, is that so? Well, it so happens that these are my own ears. Next week, you hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's Easter Sunday, and in cities all over the country, people are Easter parading. Right now in Beverly Hills, Jack is getting ready for his stroll down Wilshire Boulevard. At the moment, he's uh, taking a shower, and Rochester is laying out his clothes. Mm, Mr. Benny's been in that shower for a long time. It's funny the way the boss always puts on a bathing cap to keep his hair dry. Once it didn't work, he put on the bathing cap and then put his hair on top of it. <laughs> uh, he looked like a cantaloupe with sideburns. <laughs> well, I, I better get his clothes out. Say... Here's a suit he wore home from New York, and I haven't sent it to the cleaners yet. I'll take it and... Uh-oh. What's this book that fell out of his pocket? Well, it's Mr. Benny's diary. I wonder if I should read it. No, I better not. He sure got mad the last time I read it. 
Anyway, if Mr. Benny wanted me to know what he did in New York, he'd tell me. But he's been home over a week and he ain't told me, so here goes. Ah, <laughs> uh, here's the first entry. April 4th. Dear Diary, the flight to New York was exciting. Traveling by airplane is very pleasant, except they give the passengers free food, magazines, and chewing gum. I couldn't sell a darn thing. <laughs> I wonder what he did with that gallon of coffee and four dozen sandwiches he took with him. I arrived in New York this morning, cheerful but bloated. <laughs> I guess he didn't eat all the sandwiches. The next entry is written in peanut butter. April 5th, Dear Diary. This morning, I was walking down Broadway and ran into Fred Allen. And I must say that Fred looks wonderful. He had all the wrinkles taken out of his face, and luckily, they didn't have to use surgery. Fred's face has so, so much loose skin, they just pulled his ears back and tied them in a bow. <laughs> With his hat off, he looked like an Easter bunny. <laughs> Mr. Benny's diary sure is dumb. Two days in New York, and he ain't been to Harlem yet. April 6th. Dear Diary, last night I attended a dinner party at the home of Mr. William Paley. He's the head of CBS. I sat on the right of his lovely wife, Barbara. Mrs. Paley is certainly a charming woman. I wonder what network he got her from. <laughs> April 7th. Talk to my sponsor today. Well, now it's getting interesting. April 8th. Talk to my sponsor today. April 9th. Talk to my sponsor today. April 10th. Talk to my sponsor today. April 11th. Talk to my lawyer today. <laughs> April 12th. My lawyer talked to my sponsor today. <laughs> April 13th, my lawyer will be my summer replacement. <laughs> April 14th, started for home on the Santa Fe Super Chief. The Super Chief is a wonderful train, but I think I enjoyed the plane trip more. The hostess had prettier legs than the conductor. <laughs> Well, I'll be darned. No mention of Harlem at all. If he didn't go to Harlem, why'd he bother... Oh, to... Rochester! Rochester! Uh-oh, here he comes. I better hide the diary. Rochester, what are you doing? I was looking through the suit to see if it needed to be sent to the cleaners. Oh, well, while I finish dressing, look through the closet, see if there's anything else that needs cleaning. Yes, sir. Uh, what about this gray suit, boss? I don't know. How does it look to you? Well, it's got a gravy stain on the sleeve, salad dressing on the pants, butter on the cup, coffee on the lapel, and meat sauce all over the vest. It has? Yeah, shall I send it to the cleaner or put it in the refrigerator? <laughs> uh, send it to the cleaner. But first, uh, Rochester, go through the pockets and make sure I didn't leave any money in it. Oh, boss, come now! <laughs> Never mind, just do it. Well, I'm all dressed, Rochester. How do I look? Fine, but you better put your glasses on. Oh, I'm not going to wear my glasses. They, they make me look old. But you don't see too well without them. Rochester, I only need my glasses for reading. Now, let's see. I think I'll take a cop, uh, top coat with me in case I... I'll get it. Oh, hello, Phil. I'm Mary. <laughs> Oh, 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 happy Easter, Mary. Well, I'm ready to go walking if you are. I'm ready, Jack. But aren't you going to say anything about my new dress? Let's see. Say, it's very pretty. But, Mary, isn't it kind of daring? Well, no, this is the latest style. It's called a plunging neckline. Well, you better grab it fast, sister. It's getting away from you. <laughs> oh, don't be silly, Jack. Plunging necklines are the latest style. All the girls will be wearing them today. They will? Yes. Oh, Rochester, bring me my glasses. <laughs> Thanks. Now, come on, Mary, let's go to the boulevard and stroll in the Easter parade. 
Gee, there are a lot of people on Wilshire Boulevard, aren't there, Mary? Yeah, and everybody's dressed so nice. Well, so are you. Gee, that new hat you're wearing is really cute. Where'd you get it? The May Company. They give me all my clothes. The May Company gives you all your clothes? Gee, that's funny. You've been working for me for the past 15 years. I know. They send me food, too. <laughs> oh, well, that's nice of them. <laughs> Jack. What? How far do you think we ought to walk? Oh, I don't know. Probably as far as La Brea. And then we'll... Jack, look who's coming this way. Isn't that one of the boys in your beavers club? Oh, yes. Hello, Joey. Hello, Mr. Benny. Hello, Miss Livingston. Hello, Joey. Say, that's a mighty cute rabbit you have there. Yeah, it's my Easter bunny. I'm taking him over to Mr. Benny's house to feed him. To my house to feed him? Why? My father says you got more lettuce than anyone in Beverly Hills. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Did you just get this rabbit, Joey? Oh, no. I got him last Easter. In fact, I had two of them. Come on, Mary, let's go. <laughs> In a minute, Jack. Uh, what happened to your other rabbit, Joey? I don't know. He just disappeared around Christmas time. Mary, let's go. <laughs> uh, Joey, exactly when did your other rabbit disappear? It was December 23rd. Well, thanks for telling me. Goodbye, Joey. Goodbye, Miss Livingston. Goodbye, Mr. Benny. Goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> You know, Mary... Oh, quiet. You and your mink Christmas presents. <laughs> that was just a coincidence. I happened to get a mink with pink eyes. That's all. <laughs> you know, Mary, but strolling along the boulevard today reminds me of that picture we saw with Fred Astaire and Judy Garland. You mean Easter Parade? Yeah, that's the one. Remember at the start of the picture when Fred Astaire was walking along Fifth Avenue singing that song and the people all answered him? How did that song go again? Oh, yes, I remember it now. Never saw such a lovely day. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. It's such fun just to nod and say Happy Easter. Happy Easter. My, oh, me, there's so much to see as you stroll the avenue. You greet all the friends you meet. Happy Easter to you. Isn't that nice, Mary? They all answered us just like in the picture. Gee, I'll never forget how... Hey, Mary. Hey, Mary, look. Look. Huh? Look, stepping up on the curb. Get a load of those legs. Who is it? The conductor on the super cheap. (laughs) Now, come on, Mary. We got to keep up with the crowd, you know. I want to walk all the way down to La Brea. Hey, Jack, look. There's Phil Harris standing on the corner. Oh, yes. Hello, Phil. Hiya, Livy, you little Easter bunny. Who's that egg you got with you? <laughs> Darn, I forgot to take off my bathing cap. <laughs> Say, Phil, Mary and I are strolling down Wilshire. Want to join us? No, no, Jackson. The Chamber of Commerce wants me to stand here till another bus comes by. Another bus? Yeah, I'm the grand finale of the 95-cent tour. <laughs> What? Them out-of-towners go nuts. Oh, right. Uh, Phil, uh, Phil, aren't you a little conceited? Nah, conceit is when you think you got it and you ain't. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, Phil... You've got it. Sixteen silver dollars in a box of Snickers to that gray-haired gentleman with a button shoe. <laughs> Mary, Mary, you talk to him. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Phil, Jack and I are going for a walk. Do you want to join us or not? Oh, I'd love to, Liv, but when I finish here, i got to go home and take my uncle to the train. I didn't know you had an uncle here. Yeah, he arrived Tuesday on business. Came out here for the eclipse. <laughs> oh, is he, uh... Is he an astronomer? No, a pickpocket. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jackson, when will you learn to still those quivering lips? (laughs) Come on, Mary, let's go. All right. So long, Phil. So long, Libby, you dove. See you later. Come on, Mary. Hey, uh, Jackson. What? Don't feel bad. You've got the bluest eyes on Wilshire Boulevard. I know. 
So long, Phil. Come on, Mary. You know, Mary, Phil kids a lot, but underneath it all, he's really a nice guy. Oh, stop fluttering your eyelashes. Jealous. Now, come on, dollface. We got a long way to walk yet. Walking with you side by side. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Fills my chest with so much pride. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. My, oh, me, there's so much to see as you stroll the avenue. And you, you greet all, all the friends, friends you meet. Happy Easter to you. Jack, get up. You're not as young as Fred Astaire. I know, he's 38. Now, come on, Mary. Gosh, what perfect weather. Spring, the skies are clear, the flowers are blooming, the sun is shining. Well, look who's here. Bonjour, Monsieur Benny. Well, Professor LeBlanc, what a surprise running into you. Hello, Professor. Bonjour, Mademoiselle. Professor, you certainly look nice today. Is that a new Easter suit you're wearing? Mademoiselle, I am a poor violin teacher. I cannot afford to buy new suits. Well, what do you do with the money? I pay you for my violin lessons. I buy sleeping pills. <laughs> oh, are they, are they any good? No. After a few days, I wake up. <laughs> well, it was nice seeing you, Professor. And don't forget, you're giving me a violin lesson next week. I will not forget. I will tie a string around my finger. Good, good. Better I should tie a rope around my neck. <laughs> what? Goodbye, Monsieur Benny. Goodbye. <laughs> Say, Mary, I can't understand why he hates to give me violin lessons. Well, I can't understand it either. You played beautifully. Well, I... Huh? <laughs> See, Mary, that was sweet. What made you say that? Oh, I don't know. Just an impulse. Yesterday, I kicked a cop in the pants. <laughs> oh, well, sometimes you have to let yourself go, you know. Anyway, Mary, we're certainly running into a lot of people we know, aren't we? Yeah. Dum da dum bum ba bum ba bum Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Yeah, ba bum bum you doll face. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. My, oh, me, there's so much to see as you stroll the avenue. And to greet all the friends you meet, happy Easter to you. Say, Gaitches, what is it, Mabel? Ah, <laughs> oh, Gaitches, I feel so elegant walking in the Easter parade. How do you feel? My feet are killing me. But it's my own fault for buying such small shoes. Well, what size did you get? Nine. Oh, for heaven's sakes. What's the matter? Getting your footing to a size nine shoe is like docking the Queen Mary in a Dixie cup. <laughs> well, look who's talking. Get a load of your shoes. They're not so big. They're not. Last year when we went on our vacation, every hotel we stopped at pasted labels on them. <laughs> well, it's a natural mistake because my shoes are genuine cowhides. Cowhide? Yeah. From the way your toes stick out, it looks like milk and time. <laughs> Guys, for the next time you talk to me like that, I'll... Hey, Mabel, look, look. Here comes Jack Benny. Oh, yeah. And look who's with her, Mary Livingston. She didn't have to put on airs with me. I remember when she and I worked at the May Company. <laughs> uh, did you used to run into her? Very seldom I was a night watchman. <laughs> Look, Mabel, they're coming toward us. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. My, oh, me, there's so much to see as you stroll the avenue. Meet all the friends you meet. Happy Easter to you. Well, Don, Don Wilson. <laughs> Well, hello, Barry. Oh, hello, Jack. I haven't seen you since uh, you got back from New York. How was your trip? Oh, wonderful, Don. And you'll be happy to know how popular you are. 
Everybody I ran into was asking about you. Oh, really, Jack? Well, what they want to know? Well, they want to know different things like uh, what you eat for breakfast, what you eat for lunch, what you eat for dinner, what you have for dessert, what you have after dessert, what you eat between meals, what you eat before going to bed at night, all those different things. <laughs> well, that's nice, Jack, but uh, didn't they want to know anything about me on your program? Let's see. Yes, yes, they did, Don. They thought that my last couple of programs weren't quite as funny as usual. They want to know if you ate one of my writers. <laughs> oh, Jack, I know you're kidding, but I wish you'd stop with that talk. It, it gives everybody the impression I'm fat. All right, Don, I'll stop joking about your size. Say, Don, would you like to walk down Wilshire Boulevard with us? Oh, I'd love to, Mary, but I'm on the other side of the street. <laughs> Oh, yes, yes. Lift your stomach, Don. Here comes a bus. <laughs> well, anyway, I'll see you later. Come on, Larry. Say, Mary, have you got a cigarette? Oh, sure, Jack. I have some right here in my... Oh, gee, I forgot to put them in this purse. Well, there's a drugstore right here on the corner. I'll step in and get some. A feeling love, a feeling tense. These eight words make a common sense. Smell Simone. Oh, oh, mister. Mister. Mister, I'd like to buy some... Magazines? No. Sunglasses? No, no. I'd like to buy some... Lifesavers? No, no, but as long as you're guessing and want to play games, I'll give you a hint. Now, what do you do to feel your level best? I loosen my girdle. What do you do? <laughs> well, if you must know, I smoke a Lucky. Well, why didn't you say so? You want a package of Lucky Strikes. That's exactly what I want. Here you are. Thank you. Here's your money. Goodbye. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. <laughs> Hey, Jack, did you get your cigarette? Yes, yes. Come on, Mary, let's keep on walking. Never saw such a lovely day. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. It's such fun just to nod and say Happy Easter. Happy Easter. My, oh me, there's so much to see as you stroll the avenue. And you greet all the friends you meet. Happy Easter to you. Well, Mr. Pitcher! Kissel, it's nice running into you today. Oh, thank you, Mr. Benny. And and how are you, Miss Livingstone? Oh, I'm fine, thank you. Mr. Kissel, you certainly look nice in those striped pants, cutaway coat, and top hat. Mm-hmm. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, it's just right for Easter. Oh, thank you. But I'm also wearing it for sentimental reasons. This is the suit in what I got married. Really? Yeah, I'll never forget the ceremony. It was beautiful. When the preacher asked for the ring, my wife handed it to him, and then... Wait a minute. How come your wife had the ring? We weren't even married, and she went through my pockets already. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. Well, Mr. Kissel, it was a pleasure running into you on Easter, but we've got to be moving along. Well, I got to run along, too. This afternoon, I'm having an egg roll. An egg roll on your front lawn? No, in a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, Mr. You know, Mary, it's always nice running into Mr. Kitzel. I don't know, he always seems so cheerful. Hey, Bud. <laughs> Bud. Huh? Come here a minute. Yeah. Excuse me, Mary. Yeah? What are you doing? Well, we're just strolling along in the Easter parade. How far are you going? Uh, to La Brea. That's fine. What? You said you were going to La Brea, and I said that's fine. Well, wait a minute. Aren't you going to try to talk me out of it? Not me. This is my day off. 
Well, happy Easter. Same to you. Same to you. <laughs> well, come on, Mary. What happened? Nothing. It's all right. We can go to La Brea. <laughs> come on. Never saw such a lovely day. Happy Easter. It's such fun just to nod and say happy Easter. And you greet all the friends you meet. Happy Easter to you. Dana! Hello, Dana. Hello, Mary. Well, Dana, dear, it's good to see you. Did you have a nice Easter? Oh, sure. I colored Easter eggs all morning, and then I hid them. Uh-huh. And then I told my mother to go look for them. Oh. That must have been fun. No, it was a mess. The eggs splattered all over the walls, the ceiling, and my mother's new dress. Well, Dennis, where'd you hide the eggs? In the Mixmaster. In the Mixmaster? Yeah, it was awful. But, Dennis, colored eggs shouldn't splatter. How long did you boil them? Oh, boil them! <laughs> Mary, you take them, will you? Dennis, Jack and I are walking down as far as La Brea. Would you like to join us? Oh, sure. I'm not stuck up. Oh, that's nice of you. That's sweet of you, kid. Come on, kid. Could you walk a little faster, Mr. Benny? I gotta get home and take my uncle to the train. Sure, we can. Your uncle? Yeah, he's here on business. He came Tuesday for the eclipse. Uh, well, uh, Dennis, is he. Mary, Mary, let me take this one. Uh, what did you say your uncle came here for, Dennis? He came here for the eclipse. He came for the eclipse, eh? I know, Dennis, he's a pickpocket. No, he's a photographer, and he hasn't got a dark room. <laughs> hmm. Uh, Jack. What? Happy Easter. All right, all right. <laughs> Let's walk on. Say, Dennis, while we're walking along, why don't you sing something? Well, gee, do you think it'd be all right right here on the street? Well, sure. Everybody feels good today. They're all singing. Yeah, they all want you to okay. sing, too. Okay. <laughs> RileyandKimmy.com to connect on social media and for archive podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.